Genesis 42:24 says, And he turned himself about from them and wept, and returned to them again, and communed with them, and took from them Simeon, and bound him before their eyes. As we look at the life of Joseph, we understand that the instances in which we see a type or picture of Jesus in his life, it's not an exact representation for the most part, but a basic picture. That's why we also call such types and pictures a shadow of, of things to come. But when we consider the way Joseph confronted his brethren, but then responded with such love and forgiveness, we see the love and forgiveness demonstrated by Jesus toward his brethren. Even Joseph's brothers had no expectation of a permanent forgiveness from their brother that they had sold into slavery. They had destroyed him the same way Jesus was destroyed and abandoned by his brethren. So when their father Jacob died, they felt the need to appeal to Joseph for mercy all over again. We read about this and see Joseph's love and forgiveness in Genesis chapter 50, verses 15 through 21. It says, And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us, and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, It's just funny, that's what kids do all the time. Well, Dad said this, you know, Dad said you had to do this. Verse 17 says, So shall they, uh, ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, Forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father, and Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Joseph had every right to just hang them all, <laughs> except Benjamin, of course. At the very least, he could have put them in prison and forced them into hard labor. But even without doing that, no one would blame him for just telling them to get lost and have nothing to do with them. But instead, he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. It's an amazing demonstration of love but nowhere near as amazing as reading that Jesus is hanging on the cross, dying a torturous death at the hands of his Jewish brethren who are using the Roman government to do their dirty work. And yet Luke 23:34 tells us, Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. What a contrast between Christ and the lost sinners he was dying to save. As John 15, 13 tells us, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. I don't know about you, but I still get angry when I read about the abuse they put Jesus through. Uh, just as I get angry uh, reading about the abuse Joseph's brothers put him through. But then I read about their patience, the patience of Joseph and Jesus, their long suffering, their love and forgiveness. And I'm reminded that I am actually one of those whose sin 
put Jesus on that cross. You and I and every saved sinner should recognize ourselves in the place of Joseph's brethren and in the crowd that crucified Jesus. We sometimes forget and can fail to recognize how desperate we were to be saved from our sins, to be forgiven of our wickedness, and to be loved by our Lord Jesus in spite of ourselves. We should take time daily to thank Him in prayer. In, in our own words, you don't have to say any words in particular, but just in your own words, say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your undeserved and amazing love toward this poor sinner. Amen.